What it is, what it do, you tune into the Jose Morales podcast. I'm your host, Jose Morales. We're back in the ring on another episode by myself. I'm excited to um, kind of share this, this, this episode with you guys for a lot of reasons. It's got a lot of emotions from things that happened recently, things that's going on right now, uh, th- th- things that get me excited. And, and I would love to bring this to you right before the year end, uh, right into the new year where people are excited of changing, making changes in their life, making big changes. So I think this is a perfect episode to get the year started at the beginning of the year and get your mind uh, prepared to make those changes if you choose to. So this is kind of a prep to end the year right, on the right foot. And what I'm gonna be talking about in this episode, I'm gonna be talking about momentum and how gaining momentum can get you going and growing and growing into doing bigger things, starting with the little things, but it could also be momentum going downhill. If you start doing bad things, it can eventually lead you to doing, uh, falling off completely off track and not necessarily bad things like you're doing drugs or anything, but I'm saying completely losing your your lifestyle habit of eating right or, or working out daily or just uh, daily good habits that you have at home that you created. So I'm gonna talk about momentum. That's gonna be the subject for today. But before I get to talking about momentum, I'm gonna share, you know, the World Cup is going on right now. So I hope you guys are enjoying the World Cup. Hope you guys, I know that here in America is probably not the most popular thing. It's not, um, you know, a lot of people are like, I'm not really following it. I myself always, I'm a big soccer fan. I don't know if I consider myself a big soccer fan because there's other fans that I know that are crazier about soccer than me. But I, I, I really, really, really enjoy soccer. Um, I love the World Cup, though. I will never miss a World Cup, and I'm always rooting for uh, Mexico and the U.S. Those are the two teams I usually always root for. And, uh, I, and, and those that are familiar with the previous episode, I actually made a bet with the U.S., and today is a day that we find out if U.S. is either going to make it or they're not. So I'm a little excited about it, and I'm also a little nervous about it. Um, I, I, I'm not feeling too confident, <laughs> the best way to say it, but I'm, I'm confident enough. We should beat uh, Iran. We should beat them, but who knows? Um, but one thing I wanted to bring up about the World Cup, I was actually having this conversation earlier that when you watch the World Cup, if those that are watching it, every country around the entire world is super prideful and excited about this. And those that went to the World Cup, people from America that went, they're just as prideful and excited about it just as much. But what I mean by the entire world kind of stops and and makes sure they watch, that's the thing that U.S. does not do. You know, we're kind of missing that sense of, of passion and love for the sport, which, you know, makes sense. That's not the number one sport here. But... Regardless if it's a number one sport or not, it's the love for the passion for your country. So what I mean by that is there's in my family and people that I talk to closely that are not big soccer fans. They don't watch soccer too often, but come World Cup, they will request time off work, wake up at 2, 3 in the morning to watch a game at 4 a.m. They'll do whatever to make sure they're cheering on for Mexico. And 
the reason behind that is because the passion, the love for your country that you have is this, is so sincere, genuine that you care for them. We know Mexico ain't gonna do nothing, but we still sit there and cheer for them and all that just because of the love for the country itself. And then I was thinking, that was a, the, the subject or the topic this morning. That's what the US is missing, the love for the country as a whole, everyone here, not just, and the, not the certain type of, uh, not just the country people, not just the black people, not just the Asian people, everyone as a whole, every community in the US does not feel that way. So then I asked myself, why? What's the difference? Because if you look, um, I'm not sure how familiar you are with other countries and their immigrate, immigrants that come to those countries, but in Mexico, we have, um, in Mexico, there is a lot of uh, immigrants from Asia. There's a lot from Central America. Uh, there's a lot from Argentina. There's a lot from South America that come to Mexico and then they migrate there and they stay there. But this is what I think is the biggest difference. When they go there, I have friends right now. I have a friend that's from Uruguay that lives in Mexico. He still loves Uruguay because that's where he's from. You're, you're Uruguay. He still loves Uruguay, but he has his love from Mexico that he did not have before, but now that he lives there, he has his love for it. He cares for Mexico and roots for Mexico as if it was his country, even though it's not. And I think that's the one thing that the U.S. fails at is it fails at making people that are immigrants here feel like they are a part of this country. And that is the reason why a lot of immigrants from other countries have a hard time uh, driving with the U.S. flag, wearing red, white, and blue, and being prideful of this country is because they feel like this country is not proud of them. Does that make sense? And I can say that, um, I can say that from experience, me personally, I feel that way. You know, me with my legal status and me for trying to be in the military here when I was a kid and me trying to represent U.S. in the Olympics and never given an opportunity to even compete for that spot. And all these things, I always felt like the U.S. was ashamed of me and never wanted me to be a part of it. So then me, myself, that's what holds me back from putting the U.S. flag on my, on my truck and flying with the flag high because I never feel like it was proud of me. So I, that's kind of my two cents on it that I think as a whole, you know how beautiful it would be if the U.S., everybody here, every culture here was proud of the flag, proud of this country, and they were super proud of it. And then come the World Cup, we have a country and a, and a, and a team with everybody playing. We have tall people, fast people. We have every kind of people, every sort of culture in one team playing against the world. You know how, you know how special that would be? Um, I was just envisioning getting excited about it, but you know, I think that's something as a whole, as a country, as a nation, we can do to better that um, and just welcome all, you know, we're here. I mean, I was just giving you my perspective of how, just so you guys get it, maybe there's a different perspective, people look at it different. That's how I see it and I think that's what we're lacking. Um, but anyways, I hope the US uh, advances. They play Iran a day. Um, I made a bet. Uh, also, there's a lot of drama behind that. If you did not follow up uh, the whole drama behind that 
you can hold, you can look into that. You can go on a YouTube spiral and watch videos for days on that. So I'm not going to talk about that on this episode, but hopefully the U.S. makes it. Uh, Mexico, I, to be honest, I don't even want them to make it. Let me tell you why. I'm not confident in their team. So if they advance here and they go on and they have to play France in the, in the, in the round of 16, I just feel like we're going to get humiliated in the round of 16. So I'm like, ah, I'd rather just tie with Saudi Arabia and go home and not get humiliated. <laughs> That's my opinion. But anyways, now the next thing I want to talk about before I get into the podcast, um, into the topic, which is momentum today, I want to talk about, you know, the tournaments and stuff that just happened recently. Um, I was in Florida for the Sugar Bird tournament, which is a very, very, it was the first time I, I went to this tournament, but it was very nice, uh, very, Mm, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, you could tell that they're really trying very hard to get boxers the experience they need. You could tell they're putting a lot of effort to getting boxers the experience and getting them ready for nationals and the way they're prepping everything similar to a national tournament. Got great belts for the champions, bringing people in from everywhere, from Puerto Rico, the Virgin Islands, the Bahamas, Canada, all throughout the country. Um, it, it, it was a good experience. I'm glad I went. I probably participated every single one from here on out. Uh, we took three boxers. We brought three belts back. Very, very, very nice uh, experience. Um, also, one of the perks is, you know, uh, we went to, it was in Orlando, Florida. I stayed a couple of days after because my son's birthday was a couple of days after. And it was actually a few days after. We stayed for my son's birthday and went to Disney World and went to went to uh, Universal Studios in Orlando. And it was a great, great time. That's, I mean, got to do some boxing and while we're at it, did some of the fun stuff. Also the silver gloves happened uh, right before that, where uh, the way the silver gloves works is similar to the golden gloves. And those are not familiar. The silver gloves is anybody that's under the age of 16 for the silver gloves. And then the golden gloves is 18 and older. So that's, that's the difference between golden gloves and silver gloves. Uh, the, the way the tournament is uh, separated and the way you got to win it is pretty similar. Obviously, the golden gloves are more competitive, uh, depending on what age group, because the teenage years is pretty competitive too. But in the, gold, the golden gloves um, is, bro is broken, is, is more known because of the history, uh, you know, adults boxing versus kids. But it's, it's broken up the same way. There's four, four uh, stages to the tournament. You have the district, which is the district is your region, your LBC, the local. So it's, for example, here in Sacramento, we got the Bay Area, Oakland, Hayward, uh, San Francisco, Vacaville, Vallejo, Sacramento, Stockton. That right there is our district. You win that. You're the best in that area. Then you move on to state. And then from state is where you get central, Southern and Northern champions, and they box at state to become the state champion. And then you go to the region, regionals, and that's where you have your whole region compete against one another, uh, which is usually different states. And then from there you move on to nationals. So right now we have one boxer at the finals for district, and we have two that is at that are at uh, the state already. Um, one winning, when winning there, we go to regionals and and so forth. So we're finishing up that. This weekend we have Coach Antonio, Coach Alex competing also in Sacramento. 
Um, and then as soon as we're done with that, I'm flying out to Lubbock, Texas for a week for national tournaments where uh, Grizzly's gonna be competing and Amy's gonna be competing. Huge tournament because this is getting you ready for next year, which is the Olympic qualifier year. So those that are in the gym uh, and you see those ladies, you know, wish them, wish them luck. Um, uh, tell them, you know, you know, hope next year is a great year because it's a huge year. Imagine getting a couple Olympians fighting out of our gym. As you know, that's huge. That's kind of what the mission is with them. And that's what I'm hoping to get done here next year is get them uh, the best possibility to get that. And that's pretty much it as far as that. So now let's get talking about momentum. Uh, momentum is if, if you've ever watched, for example, let's talk about the Kings. You know, the Kings are playing pretty good right now. And if you're watching a basketball game, and I'm going to compare it to basketball because it's probably the thing I watch the most. If the Kings are doing really bad or vice versa, they're doing really good, and suddenly the other team does something that gets the energy up, does a slam dunk or takes a ball away, fast break, and does something to get the crowd involved, get everybody on the team's momentum, their energy, everything up, it completely shifts everything. Once that happens, everything shifts, unless a team puts a stop to that. But if they don't put a stop to it, you get the energy of the players, everybody's starting to get amped up, pumped up, and they put more effort into what they were doing. Why? Because now they start believing they can start accomplishing a lot more than they did prior to that move. Now they see they're feeding off each other's energy. That is momentum. That is what, what I'm going to be talking about. And if those that do not believe in momentum, I highly recommend you watching a sports game because it happens frequently in different sports. When someone builds a little bit of momentum and they keep building on that momentum, they can easily turn the outcome around of that match, fight, game, whatever it is that's going on. And let me explain to you why I think this is so important to you. Right now, um, a common mistake we make with like, you know, the year ending and you're kind of prepping for the following year and you're looking into January, what, you're gonna, what big drastic change you're gonna do. I think one big thing and big mistake we make as we uh, look to do something, a big change in our lives, we drastically, it's a drastic change. It goes from, from uh, eating really bad to full-on vegan out of nowhere. Like this, you gotta slowly work your way to that. You know, that's a drastic change. And when we do drastic changes like that, we tend to fail. And then once we fail, we fall back to where we were. This is why I think the momentum is important. Uh, like myself, I started uh, little by little doing more and more and accomplishing more because I started be, uh, getting momentum. For example, if I was, if I would have started a boxing gym, as soon as I learned how to teach, which was in 2006, seven, eight, during that time, as soon as I started teaching, I just decided it's a time to, to do a boxing gym now because I want to do this. I think it would have been a very slow process of me growing. It would have been a lot of errors and a good possibility that the very first set of adversity I faced, I probably could have folded, you know, the crash that happened in 2009, all those things. Who knows what my mentality and all that would have been like? I don't know. That's because that would have been a drastic change. I went from barely learning how to do this to suddenly I want to open a gym. What helped me and helped my confidence and helped me believe that I could accomplish things is 
I slowly did little things that got me to build momentum within myself that started getting me to start believing in me more and more that I can accomplish things that I didn't think I could accomplish before. So what I mean by that is, first, first thing I did is I got a job at a tire shop when I had no work, no automotive experience. That was superb. That was something that was like mind blowing. How are you gonna get a job there if you have no driver's license and you don't know how to work on cars, right? It took me time to do that. I was losing, I was losing momentum. But then when I finally got the job and then I finally started getting paid and I started doing it good, then I started seeing that, oh, this is doable. Oh, it doesn't matter if this happens. My momentum started going. And then I get to work at the, at the smog shop and I started learning about smogging cars and I started learning about all these repairs on cars that I knew nothing about. Now my momentum shifts even higher. When I start managing, it goes higher and higher, grows and grows. All this helped me be mentally strong, but most importantly, believe in myself a lot more than I would have prior to experiencing all those little things. Does that make sense to you? So it's very important that we enjoy this process and then while we uh, uh, shoot to, we shoot to accomplish something, work on the little steps that's gonna get you momentum to get you to feel good so that you can crush that, um, that goal of yours that you're looking to get. Most of us are not ready to make a drastic change like that. We're not. We're not ready to commit to something so drastically that it's gonna affect our lives so dramatically and stay consistent with that for a long period of time. Uh, this is why, you know what, I'm gonna give a shout out. I have a few boxers here at the gym that I wanna give a shout out to. One, Valentina, Vale. Uh, young teenage girl, um, and let me share a quick little history of her. Um, her, 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 her family, her mom, her dad and her stepmom are like family to me. We have known them for years. Um, they, she's been in the gym here since 2016. But she started as, as for fun, no pressure, just, just a workout, nothing crazy. She, did it cons off and on since 2016, uh, off and on till, till now. And then this year, something in her was like, you know what, I wanna do the Warrior Program. Out of nowhere, six years later, she, it's something in her head that she wants to do the Warrior Program. And, and this is where the momentum kicked in. This is what I'm talking about. It took, if she would have, in 2016, I would have put the pressure on her that you need to train with the Warriors right now. You need to do this right now. You need to get a start sparring right now. I would have, I would have lost her. I would have lost her. She would not be in the gym because she would be afraid. She would be, this is not for me. It's too difficult. Instead, she was in the class. She was in the environment. I had her fall in love in the gym. She met different people in the gym that I remember her from she was really little. Uh, she got to learn the basic fundamentals of boxing for six years and practice them over and over until she got comfortable punching, moving, moving her head. She never not once sparred. All she did was build momentum. These entire six years, build momentum. It took six years of a momentum building, momentum building, to officially be like, I'm ready to make that leap of faith, jump in and do this now. 
I'm finally ready. And the fact that it took her and she focused on her time. She wasn't worried about everybody else and what they were doing. Like, oh, look, he's already sparring. She's already sparring. She's competing. Oh, she's got this. She's just worried about her. And the fact that she did that, now that she's sparring, she's doing amazing. She is killing it. She's no joke. We set a goal for her. I, I told her hopefully by February, March, I would want her to be an impaler. Uh, right now, she's at Blood Axe, so uh, she's very close to Attila. So she's got two levels to get there um, within three months. Very doable for her. And But she, the best part about it is that she's excited. She's excited about it. Why is she excited about it? Because the momentum is shifting her way. The momentum got her going. That's the first person I want to give a shout out to. Sec, the other two, I have the Ramirez cousins, Snow White and um, <laughs> Carlos. And and Oscar, I call him Carlos, that was an inside joke. But Oscar, and they have a similar story to, to Bale, except not as long. They came in, they did their thing. They're, they're staying consistent with what they do, not worrying about nobody else, getting their job done, not cutting any corners. They don't cut any corners. They come in and they do their thing. And this is a huge, and I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna get a little off topic, but I, I wanna say this, I wanna make sure I share this with you guys. For a coach, and it goes both ways, but I'm gonna share it from a coach's perspective. For a coach to wanna invest time in you, and what I mean by time in you is, take you out and, and, and sacrifice a weekend to take you sparring somewhere. Sacrifice a week away from their family and take you to a, a tournament in Texas spend all this quality time with you in the gym, holding mitts for you, um, that's investing a lot of time. To, for a coach to wanna invest all this time into you, the coach needs to have some sort of, uh, they, they need to see something that's gonna get them excited in you. Momentum. The coach needs to see something to give them momentum to get excited to train you. What I mean by that is a coach if, if you come in and you do very well, you have a lot of good, um, you have a lot of high, your ceiling's high. You, you're capable of doing a lot because you got a, you're athletic, you're, you hit hard, you know, whatever it is that you got going on. But you come once every other week or once a month and I hardly see you. It's hard for a coach to get excited about that. It's hard for me to want to invest all the time into you if I don't know if you're going to be here tomorrow. And that's the best way to put that in perspective for the boxers that are listening to this or, or just in general to people, you know, your husband, your wife, your friends, to be good friends or a good husband and wife, you gotta give the reason to that person to get excited about why they're your friend or why they married you. What it is that is so exciting that, you, I mean, what, what, you gotta keep that spark going. What is it? What, what, what is it? Is it, man, he's always working. I know he's, he does this and it puts me in a bad mood, but look at all the good things he does. You gotta focus on all the, all the good things, but if you never show up and you're showing up to the gym once a month, it's hard for me to get excited to invest his time. Same with your partner, same with your friend. If you're, you're only a good friend once a month or once every now and then, but when the friend needs you, then how's that friend gonna be a friend back to you? Does that make sense? That's the same with the momentum. Um, another thing I want to talk about now that I'm on this on this um, topic and shouting out people in the gym, Leanna, another one. This is important because you got to know with the momentum, you got to know when you're doing something 
and it's not working. So before, if you're doing something and you, you, you're on the right path, or at least you think you're on the right path, and then suddenly your fire starts burning in less and less, less and less and less, that means something's dying out. That means you're losing momentum now. Now you are no longer as hungry as you were in January when the year started and you were all pumped up for this. That's when you need to stop, analyze, and realize that you need to change something. And this is where I'm gonna give a shout out to Leanna. Leanna, um, she came uh, here, she's a, a high school teacher, and she was like, you know what, I really wanna spar one day, that's something I really wanna do. And, and she came in, and I think this was in June when she came in. I, I could be off. I could be maybe August. But she came in. She told me that when she came. And I remembered that. And then months went down. And, I, and her consistently was a little off. I didn't really see her in the gym. And then I was like, man, um, I, I would hit her up. I'm like, how's it going? Da, da, da. She's like, oh, I'm struggling with this. And then at the, at the picnic at the park in September, Yes, in September, I saw her and I talked to her and I went up to her and I said, I said, how's, how's the gym going? You know, I haven't, I, I, I feel like I don't see you that often. And then she told me, she's like, you know, I'm kind of lacking motivation right now. And, 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 and when she shared that with me, I said, you know what? Thank you for being honest with me. Uh, let's do, let's meet up. Like, I want to go to lunch with you or I want to talk to you on the phone or whatever. Let's meet up and let's figure out a solution where we can fix this. So we did, I got a, a, a she teaches, I think Lindhurst, something like that, uh, by Marysville. So our schedule was, cause her, or we couldn't line up a lunch date. So we did a Zoom, we jump on Zoom. Um, and, and then when I talked to her, I came up with a plan with her. I'm like, how can I get her to build her momentum up? What can I do? And I started to realize that with the first mistake she was making, is, and this is why I encourage everyone in the gym right now that's listening to this, speak up. Because as a coach, I don't know what you're feeling. I don't know what's going in your head. I don't know. And if I don't know that, I mean, I'm a pretty good energy reader, but I'm not a mind reader. You know what I mean? I, you gotta be able to uh, express your feelings and tell me what's going on so I can better help you. And, and that goes with all the coaches here. Speak up. And that's what she did exactly. She's like, you know what? I feel like I'm going to the gym, but I'm just losing interest. And then I started realizing she was focused on her weight way too much. Like she's like, hi, ah, I check the weight every time I work out and it's just my scale's not moving. I'm like, yo, that's what you're doing wrong. You're focusing on that so much that you're losing focus on what you're doing, like the excitement of what you're doing. And there's, there's a, there's a um, Instagram video I saw, I'm gonna try to quote it, but I'm gonna say it way wrong but there's an Instagram uh, video that went on social media that it says the guy who enjoys the run will run more than the guy that runs just to run. You know what I mean? Or something along those lines. Pretty much saying the person that, that enjoys the journey will do more than the guy that's just doing it because they're doing it. And that's where I went with Leanne. I was like, you're doing this because you're trying to lose weight you're not enjoying the journey. You're not enjoying being in the gym, learning how to box. You're not enjoying the journey of talking to people and growing as a boxer. Remember, your goal here was you want to spar. 
what the hell is losing weight got to do with sparring? If you focus on sparring, which was your original goal, if you focus on getting to that, guess what's going to happen organically without even trying? You're going to lose weight. That's what's going to happen. That's just, that's just what happens when you work out all the time and you train. You're going to lose weight. But she's focusing on losing weight, and now she completely forgot about her journey. She for, completely forgot about her boxing, her sparring, and all that. So I set a goal for her. I said, look, let's do this. Let's slow everything down. You're coming every day. Let's not do that. Let's go. Uh, I, I believe we started with, yeah, three days, three days a week. And then on, on uh, one of those on Saturday, it was four days. No, yeah, it was three days a week. And then on Saturday, she had to hold mitts for somebody. She had to learn how to hold mitts. Um, that was her goal. Now, September to December, she's enjoying it. She's like, wow, I look forward to going to the gym. I'm excited to go to the gym. You know why I'm excited to go to the gym? Because I'm going to the gym thinking about, I need to grow and get better at this. I'm not going to the gym waking up like, oh, I gotta work out to lose weight. Her energy changed. That right there is creating her momentum to grow and feel better about herself. Now she's going into the new year with possibly adding an additional day to her training and slowly getting closer to her ultimate goal, which was sparring. But that right there was a clear picture story, true story of how here in the gym and you can do at home is applying small achievable goals to create momentum to help you work towards your long-term goal. And the last person I'm gonna give a shout out to, this person right here, his name is Scott, man, Scotty Tuhati the producer here at the podcast, and you've seen him in the gym. This guy is very, very similar with, with Leanna. And um, in a different different way, you know, he, he, he drew interest to boxing because he was producing on my podcast and he was hearing the stories of the people here. And I'm gonna convince him about coming on the podcast. He's like, ah, oh, not yet, not yet. But I'm gonna get him on here, but check this out. He went from joining and he started at two days a week and then little by little, he added three days a week. But my favorite part about this, my favorite part about this is he stopped drinking. He's never, ever had a reason to stop drinking. And guess what? That wasn't a requirement to come here. I didn't tell him, hey, you can't box if you don't stop drinking. That's something that came from him. That's something that came and grew from him. So shout out to Scotty. Congratulations to Scotty for that. And I wanted to share those stories because those are all good feel stories. These are all things that are going on right here with real people. And all the coaches that are um, listening to this, uh, now that I'm mentoring a lot of coaches, I have a lot of coaches that actually listen to my podcast and like, yo, I didn't even know you had a podcast. I share a lot of great things. This is a great tip for boxing coaches. Don't focus on your fitness journey when selling selling a membership or selling your gym to people. Don't sell, you're gonna get in great shape here. Don't sell, oh, da 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 No, what you focus on is what boxing does. What does boxing do besides teach you how to fight, besides get you in good shape? It makes you a better version of yourself. I think that is the number one thing we lose is you want to focus that that is what you, the service you're providing here. Uh, the boxing gym is a church. It's a church for people that come here from all different um, 
all different backgrounds and they come here to heal themselves and grow to be better people and better versions of themselves in the gym. The boxing coach, we're the head of the church. We're the pastor. We're the ones that are here feeding into our people. And this is what you need to share and talk more about in your social media, in your website, and share that because that's what the world's missing and that's what's gonna attract you and differentiate you from every other boxing gym in your area is that you are focusing on growing the people, not just the fighters, not the people that wanna lose weight, you're focusing on growing people, making better people. So that's a fucking nugget right there for you guys to take on to your business. And now that I'm on the subject of momentum, let's talk about the flip side of this of momentum. The flip side of it is you have all this good ways of how you're gonna grow your, your momentum and grow and become better and how you can achieve it. But the flip side is you have all these bad ways that can get you sucked up into going back to your old ways. So quick, quick little story. And quick little recap with my with what I've been doing, those that have been listening to the podcast, I went to full-on drinking water. I did it for a solid month, it went great. And then I went to 80%. I drink, I drink sugary drinks, no soda, but I drink, I drank soda on Thanksgiving. I fucked up. But <laughs> but I um I I I drink juice, Dutch bows, you know, things like that, tea, I love tea, 20% of the time. But this is where the momentum can shift and go downhill. And I caught myself. I even told my wife, I'm like, damn, I'm drinking. I, I, I went, I think, two days where I was drinking a lot of sugar. And I'm like, well, this ain't no 20%. It's damn near 100% again. What the hell am I doing? But what happened was is that I, I started, I got one, and then I got another one. And I noticed if I don't ever have a water bottle right next to me, that's why I carry that big-ass water bottle with me. Because the moment I get thirsty, right away I want to get a sugary drink for some reason. But really, I'm just thirsty because as soon as I drink some water, I forget about the sugary drink. But this is where the momentum could be downslope because I get caught up drinking the sugary drink one day, two day, three days. Suddenly, my momentum of soda, juice, and all this shit that I worked so hard to get to, I can easily fuck it all up if I don't stop analyze and realize that I need to change something. Like, yeah, yeah, this ain't working. I, I, I need to change something. So this is why we have to be very careful of not only the situation we're in with the relationship, relationships we're in with the people, but also in general of everyone is around, everyone, everything that we do around us because it can sub, subconsciously plant seeds in us and make us start working towards the opposite direction of our goals. You know what I mean? Is that if that makes sense? Hopefully that uh, kind of lights a bulb for you inside where you notice that. Because I'm gonna share another story. This is the last story I'm gonna share. I have a boxer here that they they have someone close to them that made a comment to them about boxing, and it was whatever, it was just a comment that, you know, boxing is dangerous and, you know, you're getting your head beat in and you could die and things like that and how dangerous boxing is. And that, that comment's in his head. They're, he's boxing, doing his thing, but he doesn't realize it that every time he boxes someone he does not know, he boxes scared. And I'm like, I'm like how is it possible? You box here dudes that are way better, way better caliber guys, fucking 
just really, really good boxers and you do amazing. And then we bring a guy that's not that good. The only difference is you don't know him and now you're scared. Now, what happened there is because in his head, regardless of he believes it or not, in the back of his head is the comment that he heard that boxing is dangerous. So now when he goes in to spar somebody he doesn't know or fight somebody he doesn't know, in his head is, this is very dangerous. So now he's just thinking about getting hit. He's thinking about all this and is making them more vulnerable. That's what I mean by little things around kind of fucking can get you going in the wrong way if you don't cut these things out. You gotta realize that little comments like that you that you think ain't doing much do a big, big difference in your head if you don't eliminate them and get them out of your head as soon as possible. Simple conversations, simple anything. And of course, like everything, the good momentum is a whole lot harder to build than the bad momentum. The bad momentum can be very easily going very easily ignited. The tough one is the good one. So staying on track is very tough. It's not impossible though. It is not hard. Um, what I will challenge you guys, and, and then I'll end it with the recap with this is, I'm gonna challenge you guys to find something that you can work towards and maintain throughout the entire year and maybe forever. Something that's completely changing you, not a new year, New Year resolution doing that you're doing it to say you're gonna try to do it, but something that you're doing it because you're really trying to change something about your lifestyle or yourself. And make sure it's something that's doable, something that's gonna, and then set those small achievable goals to get you that momentum, to get you feeling good about yourself. That's it, I'm gonna wrap it up. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Um, if you know anyone that you know can gain something from this, share this with them, have them listen. Um, if you liked it, leave a, uh, uh, leave a review, maybe send me a message. Tell me, hey, Jose, I really, really enjoyed this episode. Uh, let me know how you feel about it. Tell me what, 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 you know, what went through your mind, what, what benefits or what did you gain from it? What's something you really, really liked? I would love to know. Um, and believe it or not, I need momentum for that too. You know, hearing comments or hearing peer people tell me things about the podcast, it gets me excited to want to do more podcasts. It gets me excited to be like, you know what? This is dope. Because look, this person really liked it. This person. So like when I was in Florida, I had a couple of guys tell me they listened to my podcast. I'm like, oh shit. And then suddenly, I, you know, my, my spirit went up. I'm like, you know what? I want to do more podcasts. I want more of that. You know what I mean? So let me know. Let me know what you think about it. Uh, if, if it, will, it will give me more momentum to bring some more fire episodes for you guys. Thank you guys for listening. Hope you guys have a great week. Um, this week we'll be at Lubbock, Texas. So cheer us on. Um, watch the fights. And thank you much. I'm out. Deuces. <laughs> <laughs>